Uh, it's November 7th, but it might as well be Christmas Day for Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer. Why is that, Scott? Because the college basketball season is starting. Like After you know, an off season full of news and transfers and anything you can imagine, we finally get the games. All right, Richie will break down the Illini's chances against his alma mater, Eastern Illinois, in the season opener tonight in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, merry, merry Monday. It is a happy Monday here at the News Gazette podcast booth because it's the official start of college basketball season, and Scott Ritchie, for one, is jumping for joy. I am excited. Like, we talk about college basketball for months during the offseason because it really never stops, but, like, today is when it gets real. Like, the season is here. Games will be played. In fact... We're recording this a little bit after 11 a.m. on Monday, and I think that the first game of the year is like tipping off pretty soon. I mean, it, has, it has, in fact, tipped off. Baylor is leading Mississippi Valley State Let's as we speak. Go, I love Basketball, it. Basketball, not quite all day, but get some afternoon hoops. Out. All right, I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News, former Illinois basketball beat writer uh, when they were really, really good. Maybe not as good as they are now, but they did make a long NCAA uh, tournament run. I'll say they, you have that. That's the only thing I have. Still. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's going to, after reading your story with Brad Underwood, I'm pretty sure that's going to end because it all made sense. Right? Well, that's good that it yeah. made sense. Um, I mean, that's like, there's been success the last three years. And, you know, without the pandemic, I mean, Illinois would be on a streak of three NCAA, NCAA tournament appearances. Um, you know, that team that got their postseason wiped out, who knows, maybe they would have made the run that you know the subsequent two teams haven't, but that's what Red Underwood is still pursuing. Like they've won a lot of games, you know, won a Big Ten tournament, had a share of the regular season Big Ten title last year, but like he's after, you know, bigger game, essentially. I like that he kinda owned up to it. He said, Hey, we're not sure we've been good, but doggone it, we haven't won enough NCAA tournament games, and that's how, in uh, in the world of college basketball, how you're judged. Yeah, and like he's brought it up a couple times before that, like this is not like new territory. Like some of the best programs in the country, you know, programs that have won NCAA titles, like it didn't just happen right away or automatically. Like you kind of have to build to that, and like Illinois is at least headed the right direction. Now they just got to you know kind of keep pushing the envelope a little bit. All right, that's Scott Ritchie, our talented beat writer, our AP Top 25 voter who every day at IlliniHQ.com writes solely about college basketball, unique online, online-only content. Make sure you check that out every day. And then he stuffs the print editions of the News Gazette with uh, all things hoops to pick up a subscription that's cheap, informative, timely, all that good stuff. Right, Scott? Yes, all of that. Subscribe. Plus, 
It's worth it. It's worth it. And nice of you to wear your Dion Thomas jersey to the uh, to the podcast booth today. I'm a I'm pro Dion Thomas. I'll say like I'm not like a huge jersey guy. Um, I mean because I'm not 12 anymore and I don't actually play basketball um, competitively. But if I were to wear a basketball jersey, it might be a Dion Thomas jersey. Yeah, he's a. He's a kind of a do-it-all guy, fundraiser, uh, former Hooper, of course, uh, podcaster, right? Coach, yeah, knows I've, his stuff. Can't wait to hear him team up with Brian Barnhart again this season. Yeah, and I've actually been on his podcast, um, Champagne on Ice. Love it. Yeah, so, yeah, this, again, I'm probably not going to wear any jerseys. And you know, right. I try not to wear, like, Illinois gear ever because I'm not on the team or – not really a fan either. This is my job, um, but Dion's a great guy. I, I would maybe make an exception. All right the uh, the runway to real basketball for Illinois is three games, three kind of throwaway games, starting tonight with your alma mater, where you went to school for seven years, Eastern Illinois. <laughs> now, like think, like looking back at it now as a thirty-five-year-old. Gladly would have spent seven years in college. Yeah, uh, you messed up by rushing through things. Yeah. What was I thinking? Yeah, what were you? Anyway, EIU, we loved the Panthers. I'm a big Charleston fan. Uh, I kind of like Lance, the gym. Jim. I, mean, I, almost I, think, I think everyone has sort of agreed that it's really not an arena. I know. It, it, it it's just, a gym. But, but EIU is going to get killed tonight. Uh, I mean, probably Illinois is you know roughly a twenty-seven point favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like football over the weekend. Yeah, we saw how that worked out. Um, Sixteen points, not twenty-seven. Yeah, but it's what the heck happened there, by the way, Richie? Before we, I know you you're dying to you're itching to talk football like you knew. What happened on Saturday? Well, an Illinois team that had been pretty consistent for six straight games, okay. winning games. Yeah, I read what you wrote. Execution like. They didn't do anything very okay. well, and All right. I think it just kind of shine a light on maybe how fine a line this program's still yep. walking this season. Like they have to be on their their game to. All right, to it ruined all my plans, and that was to celebrate a Big Ten West title with a win over Purdue. Hand out papers after the game, and now we got to wait. It can't happen on Saturday, no matter what happens. Yeah, it's, I suppose unless everybody loses again. Yeah, except, I mean, the problem there is, like, Wisconsin and Iowa are playing each oh, other. So and, it and can't happen. Yeah, All right. I, I mean. Way to, way to be a just buzzkill, Richie. You know, I almost prefer chaos. Like, I, a Purdue win Saturday in Champaign plus a Minnesota win against Northwestern and then whatever the outcome of Iowa-Wisconsin. It'd be a four-way tie yeah. at the top of the Big Ten West and – some people just like to see the world burn. That's me. It's really weird. I, guess I think it just—it's crazy. It just—it adds a little more drama. No, it doesn't. Illinois beats Purdue, then has to wait. Here's what's going to happen: they're probably gonna, they're probably going to lose to Michigan and win the Big Ten West on the same day. Now, can you celebrate a title after a loss? Mm, I don't like that. I, I guess. guess you can. I mean, you can yeah, like you just got. to Maybe it won't play out that way, but it sure looks like it might. I mean, I think that that's like one of the many scenarios that right. still exist. Anyway, let's get back to basketball. I told yeah. you. It's, yeah, I mean, 
just shame on me for even bringing up. Oh, back to wait. the back to the Panthers, twenty point underdogs, twenty six point underdogs. Yeah. Um, you got any players? Maybe I don't know, like they return a handful of guys, but it's uh, like like Illinois, a mostly new roster. Um, familiar name, obviously Jermaine Hamlin, former Illinois center, in his second season uh, with the Panthers. Had a kind of up and down first year last season. Um, so we'll see if he can be a little more consistent. A couple of their transfers that I am kind of curious about um, could maybe raise their level of play. Um, Caleb Donaldson uh, transferred from St. Cloud State, but he's a, an Illinois native, I believe. I'm going to get the order wrong, but either he's originally from Rockford and then wound up playing high school ball in Bloomington or the reverse. Um, but then uh, I think you know, he could be a pretty interesting piece for them. And then uh, Yakima Rose played at you know, Landfear on you know, some of their you know, really good teams many years ago. I'm not sure how he's still in college. Um, transferred um, from Missouri-St. Louis. I think you know, good get, good gets, in my opinion, I think, for Marty Simmons. So, yeah, Keem Rose played against Sam Rosso. He's that old. I'm pretty sure he did. Yes. Yeah. Um, some, yeah, somehow still playing college basketball. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I just don't think they have, obviously, the, the horses to keep right. up with It's going to be a route. Yeah. All right. Some yeah. interesting freshmen though on the EIU roster. If you're like a, I, I don't care. If you're a basket, if you're a basketball fan, like you've like follow lots of college basketball, you'll recognize these guys because of their dads. Well, now you got me curious. Well, you got Kyle Thomas, who Illinois actually recruited. Um, his dad, Daryl, won a state or a state a national championship at Indiana. Solid player, Daryl um, Thomas, a big fan of his. Yeah, passed away. I don't know four or five years ago. Okay. Um, and then there is uh, Cameron Hafner. Illinois fans will remember mm-hmm. his dad, Scott, playing briefly in Champaign. was just here for a season, but then wound up in the NBA. Back then, one of the first Indiana yeah, fellows. Yeah, a rare Indiana native come to here. play for the Illini. And then sort of the – I'm not sure how many people will recognize uh, – the name, but like PJ Carlosimo's son is also on. Okay, so we got some yeah, familiar names. Here. That's about it. Marty and yeah, Marty Simmons, who the mule was a News Gazette All State Player of the Year during his time in Lawrenceville. Great teams there. Shares a nickname with Scott Ritchie. No one's ever actually called me that. Ed Bond does. Our producer <laughs> news to <laughs> me says, "Where's the mule?" I mean. Marty was a heck of a player. Yeah, he was. And uh, Brad Underwood, very high on him as a coach, just a, a tactician, and a teacher. So I, as an alum, I thought it was a, a good hire by okay. Tom Michael. All right. I like uh, I like the idea of giving the IU uh, the chance to play here. I would uh, welcome a visit from ISU, SIU. Heck, bring Western in. Yeah, it's, it doesn't happen very often. I'd rather see that than Monmouth. That's the New Jersey Monmouth. That too. <laughs> um, yeah, the last time Illinois and Eastern played a game that counted, thankfully for the Illini, was two decades ago. Um, they did play, of course, a charity exhibition game in Charleston uh, five years ago, almost to the date, that um, went poorly, if you're a fan of Illinois basketball. 
or if you're Brad Underwood, who still uh, has not forgotten you know, that loss, mostly because it really was not even that close. Um, set the tone for maybe how much ground there was to cover you know, in that rebuild. All right, 8 o'clock tip-off tonight. Follow along at uh, newsgazette.com. Rich will have a live report while he's working on deadline as well, print deadlines, if you want to pick up your print edition for the scoop for his grades. I'm guessing B+, plus, my early grade prediction for Illinois. I'm guessing player of the game, Sky Clark. All right, you, give me that look again. Oh, it's interesting. You're, you're mad that I'm infatuated with Sky Clark. I'm not mad. You're mad. But he he didn't have like yeah, a whatever. terrific exhibition game. was maybe actually better in the secret scrimmage, so take that for what you will. Um I can see it happening, though. Okay. A wonderful special section produced by our Scott Ritchie that uh, ran in Saturday's News Gazette. If you missed it, swing on by. We'll give you a copy here on Fox Drive in Champaign or, or check them out what he wrote online. It's cheap. Uh, favorite part of it, besides the Underwood story, which I found very compelling, was your player breakdown. Okay. What they could become. I like that. Yeah, well, I mean, it sort of made sense for a mostly new team. It was, you know, the idea was like, where did they come from? Mm-hmm. Um, where are they sort of now? And you know, what's their potential impact on you know, this year's Illinois basketball team? Um, and it'd be something like, we won't know tonight. Won't know probably Friday after they play Kansas City. But something we'll get a, a better grasp on as the season progresses. And maybe, you know, they play some... Tougher teams, which is coming. A couple weeks from now, they'll be playing hmm. UCLA and one of Baylor and Virginia, and then that's really going to be the the litmus test, you know, at least for the early part of the season. Just see where this Illinois team is competitive wise. I mean, there's so many new players and new scheme, and just we'll see how long it takes to kind of come together. Good scheduling. Uh, th- like we said, three games to kind of get warmed up before uh, Vegas where they play UCLA and, as you said, a second game. Looking forward to that. Yes, I am definitely looking forward to that. Just thrilled to you know, get the work in in Vegas, of course. All right. Uh, speaking of Sam Rosso, he's in Las Vegas right now. Went there last night. He plans to spend the night uh, watching 13 Big Ten games, he told me. In one of the sports books where you can watch all like thirteen games if they're televised. Might... We'll say he's going to be able to watch four. Okay, <laughs> unless uh, whatever well, he book, lied to me. Whatever it might book... not be the first lie to the parent. <laughs> I mean, unless whatever book he you know, goes to has a Big Ten Plus subscription. Okay, I think a lot of games are going to be streaming. You know, today just uh, like to be honest, this first week of the season. Not a ton of great games. I think you know, all, I believe all the the AP top twenty five teams are in action tonight, um, but it's mostly like Illinois playing EIU. Just you know some bye games at home, low to mid major opponents. Yeah, the good stuff really doesn't start until uh, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. Champions Classic. That's always kind of the premier early season event. I'm guessing Michigan State is probably uh, the first Big Ten team to lose this season. Safe bet? And I only see that because of scheduling. Yeah, safe bet because they do play Gonzaga Okay, um, on Friday 
on an aircraft carrier. Right. Um, so that could create enough craziness that you know they pull the upset there. Um, but I'd still say Gonzaga has the advantage um, in talent. And they don't, I mean, Michigan State's got to fly to San Diego. So they've got the cross-country trip coming. And Gonzaga just has to make a short jaunt south. All right, uh, they released uh, the starting five, not totally unexpected for Illinois against DIU, and their game notes at least. I guess you could always change it up, right? Yeah, and that was the, I believe, the starters from the exhibition game, but also kind of what was expected. I mean, Sky Clark, Terrence Shannon, R.J. Melendez, Matthew Meyer, Coleman Hawkins. Like, that's who I had. Even with Luke Goody uh, not in a cast. Yeah, oh, apparently, like, Luke was maybe trending towards... Okay. Starting lineup. It just had a. Well, who would he have replaced? Maybe R.J. Melendez. I'm not sure. All right. Because I kind of like the starting five they have now. I mean, it's the one I pick, so I also like. I, I okay. Like it. But I mean, it's it, able to bring some versatile pieces off the bench there. I mean, obviously Ty Rogers and you know Brett Underwood. We talked some last week about he's really got to stop himself from playing Ty everywhere just because he can and like it's more it's like he's still a freshman let's get him maybe really good at a couple positions before instead of literally playing him one through five because it's it's doable but so got ty rogers off the bench got like a scorer like Jaden epps off the bench uh defensive stopper maybe and sincere harris coming off the bench as well so there's some some pieces there dane danger um but you know that starting five i think Depending on how tonight's game goes, I mean, either it's sort of like the exhibition and more everybody plays, or they need to stick with uh, the guys that are making it happen. And all right, a couple a couple questions for you, Scotty. Uh, not uh, uh, barring a blowout, how many are in the rotation? Nine. Yeah, and that's about as many as I'd ever want to play. Okay, I'm I'm more in the shorter rotation camp but i think early in the year you, you will see coaches play more guys and especially now okay of the 13 that i saw in my news gazette special section uh, who are the four that aren't gonna make that rotation in your mind well you got the two walk-ons connor Servin, paxton warden um just would imagine that they don't play much unless it's a blowout then you know they'll probably get some time um brandon lieb Probably isn't in line for... Looks a lot stronger this year. Yeah, and like he's had a... Took a master's course in, you know, post-play the last couple of years. Having to go up against Kofi Coburn every day in practice. You know, did not hurt Brandon Lieb. Um, but I think you know, Brad Underwood is definitely trending more towards, you know, five out, play a bunch of wings kind of basketball. And that's just not quite Brandon Lieb. Um, so there's three, and obviously Luke Goody's not in the rotation now. When he returns, I think that kind of little shifts some things. But that's not for another, like he won't be reevaluated for six weeks. That doesn't mean he's going to be back in six weeks. That would mean, could mean he's back, but could easily mean he might need more time. So that's uh, that's a bummer for him because you're looking at maybe late December, I wouldn't expect to see him back before the new year. 
Uh, Robin Schultz had a photo of uh, of him and Coleman Hawkins uh, attending the uh, volleyball match last week against Wisconsin. Yeah, Matthew so Meyer lost was, his spirit. Was also there. Yeah, okay. he, I mean, just Luke got back to Champaign last Monday after surgery the Friday before that, and surgery went well. There wasn't anything. You know, sometimes you know you'll hear you know surgeons go in. It's like, oh, we had to do a lot more than we anticipated to, to fix this injury. And that was, wasn't the case with Luke. It was a pretty straightforward fix, and it was just a matter of his left foot healing up and then getting used to the uh, pounding that you're running up and down the court does in basketball. Like, foot injuries for basketball players are really tricky, and you've seen careers changed because of foot injuries, so... Obviously, you know, the hope is that uh, Luke Goody's as good as he was pre-injury. So we'll see. All right, without him, uh, I keep hearing rumors of, uh, and this is something we've heard for years, decades, fans clamoring for a full-court press, <laughs> like the flying Illini days. True or false? Are they going to go full-court? And can they with that roster? I mean, it's like true and false because it's not, like, Illinois will pick up full court defensively, but you brought under with guys kind of talk about this. It's more about disrupting the flow of the other team, you know, creating a short shot clock, just, you know, as they have to take more time to get the ball up the court. It's not, like, Illinois is not going to suddenly turn into press Virginia and trap everyone and everything. Like, it's just more, it's, you know, pick up full court and defend and drop back into. Just the normal man-to-man half-court defense, so it's a little bit of a little bit of both. And I mean, obviously, I'm like kind of team wide has like a lot of length, so they they can get in passing lanes without having to maybe overextend defensively. Um, but yeah, it's not gonna. It's, it's maybe not like a full court press that you would think of when you hear that, but they're gonna be defending ninety-four feet. Curious to see how that plays out today. Is that on TV tonight? I forget. BSPNU, you BSPNU. said? Okay. All right. He's Jordan Burnfield and John Crispin. All right. So listen to the radio. Yeah. yeah. Headbox can, can kind of hook you up, I think, so the timing's right. right? Oh, see, I think there's an app for that. Like, you yeah. can sync the radio broadcast okay. Let's do that. with the TV. Yeah. yeah. I would say. Brian and Dion. Yeah. Much uh, smarter. I saw Kofi in town over the weekend. What was that about? I think just, you know, Maybe making one last stop before he heads to Japan. Uh, I believe that's happening pretty soon. Um, so he'll start his pro career there. Um, then we'll see what happens. It's uh, probably not what he wanted or anticipated, but that's you know, where he's at. And you know, he plays well there. This you know, creates you know, more opportunities for him perhaps somewhere else. Big recruiting weekend uh, on Saturday. Last Saturday, right? Didn't they have a big-time visitor? Yeah, James Brown, St. Rita Center, was uh, on campus for an official visit. It was, it was his last official of his junior year, so he can take five more as, you know, I guess in the summer. Well, I'm trying to think when the cutoff is, maybe August, starting his senior year. So uh, I don't think he's anywhere like, close to a decision, um, but Illinois is obviously – Still very much a player in that recruitment, and 
I mean, they have the inside man. Like, Merez Johnson sees James Brown every day because they're teammates. And you can keep uh, selling the virtues of Illinois basketball for, like, two more years. So we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, there's real competition. Like, Duke is involved. North Carolina is involved. Um, but the, he keeps coming back to Illinois for a reason. Like, he's been on campus multiple times over the last couple of years. On unofficials, got an official in, of course, and so we'll just we'll see. You're liking the the chances, is what is what I'm hearing? Yeah, I mean it's not a guarantee, but like there's right. a lot going for Illinois in this recruitment. All right, you had uh, Brad Underwood on your radio show last Monday night at the Esquire. One of the questions you asked him was, "Hey, it's okay to bring the guys to football games again, <laughs> right?" <Yeah. laughs> so I assume they went to the game last Saturday. Yeah, and then they were okay. fighting, you know, being blown away by the. It was some weird weather. Yeah, uh, it's it's a different place for Illinois because, and you know, Brad Underwood has been pretty open about this. He can take recruits to football games now, and like he can take them to Ubbin, and like they haven't blocked off the locker room or, you know, like steered anyone and everyone like away from the training room that was tiny and I mean, not up to standards. So. The craziest thing, and you can listen to this podcast of last Monday's Sports Talk from the Esquire, was Underwood saying when he had an important phone call to make, <laughs> and like walk outside, right? It's like what we do he, here at the News Gazette. He went and sat in his SUV. <laughs> he didn't have an office uh, with walls thick enough to keep it private. Well, and there was just so little office space that like across the hall from his office was, what do you call it? Club 112, because I think that was the number on the room, but it was all of the managers, grad assistants, video people, graphics people. Like, it was a very cluttered, chaotic, hectic space, you know, for coaches and staff and managers and what have you. So, like, the, they all have a little more room to work you know, in the new oven. All right, is uh, Underwood going to show up in a suit and tie tonight? Are we still in the sweatpants look for the coaches, you think? Or the uh, relaxed T-shirts? They've found a, a maybe happy medium between you know, joggers and a suit. Like, I think, I mean, it's not, I don't think it'll ever go back to suits. Really? I mean, how, I mean, how comfortable was it? Like, just get all sweaty and, like, you're ripping off the jacket anyway and maybe chucking it into right. the stands, but I think it's khakis and a, like a pullover or a polo, I think is the standard now. Bye. Strange how the pandemic influenced that. Even the NBA people don't do it anymore. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed, actually. I figure that's why uh, Jay Wright retired at Villanova. It was like sharpest dressed man in college basketball, and nobody's wearing suits anymore. I mean, Dan Hartlib, uh, maybe that's the next step. And let's hope it doesn't take a pandemic to, to change why baseball managers wear uniforms. I mean, I think that's like one of the silliest things. Like, I mean, to watch like Tony Larusa in full uniform, like he's not going to go out there and play. Like, your World Series champion manager Dusty Baker is like in his seventies. Like, why is he still wearing a uniform? He can wear like the the jacket and. Any kind of team gear, I think, would suffice. Okay. Very strange. All right. Uh, we're getting ready to send uh, Richie off to his afternoon nap, his pregame nap, 
It's kind of a ritual for you. It would be if I didn't have football to handle today. So no nap is what you're saying. (laughs) No nap. It's going to, I might be a little grumpy come the 8 o'clock tip off. Uh, Late night, uh, do you have any data? Will that cheer you up, Scott Rich? I'm offering you a minute of data. Uh, tonight, I know the games haven't started officially, but I know you like to dive into your numbers. I do, and but there's put not, our audience to sleep nothing, with those numbers. There's nothing new. Well, you had exhibition games, no data coming out of that. that you had polls released. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. I mean, the exhibition games they don't count, so no one like actually keeps track. Well, that's actually good news that you're not going to spill any of those my way. You know what will happen next Monday? There'll be two games worth. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, your next AP Top 25 is due, what, next Sunday night? Is that right? Uh, technically, like, early Monday morning, but I vote Sunday night just so I don't forget. Okay. And, uh, again, explain to our listeners, you actually do work. You're not just looking at scores. No, I mean, I won't get a chance to watch games today, of course, but I'll watch. And, again, not a ton of game. I mean great games this week but i'll i'll watch what i can and certainly gonna try well i can't watch michigan state gonzaga either because all my plays on friday uh my dvr that one um yeah just watch some games track the data as much as you hate it i do pay attention to it but early on like it's probably not gonna see a ton of change in the top 25 unless somebody's losing to somebody they shouldn't be losing to can't wait. Uh, last thing before I let you go, what's your lead tomorrow? Let's take a wild guess. And what do you? What's going to be Scott Ritchie's lead of his game story? Um, I'm not going to use this, but something about Brad Underwood exercising his EIU demons. Nah, that's no fun. Yeah, I don't know. Go individually. Who's going to be the individual star you're going to write about? I have a feeling it might be Coleman Hawkins. To okay. be honest. I'm. I think I'm aboard the Coleman Hawkins is going to be better than people think. Train. We'll see. All right, that's Scott Ritchie. Uh, follow along at NewsGazette.com, AlinaHQ.com on WDWS. Are you going to be on radio tonight, Scotty? Are you going to get to wow the pregame audience with? I'm your not knowledge? sure if I'm going to be on. Pre-game radio or not. All right, let's see if we can make that happen. That's where it just happens. Does it? Okay, where's your seat at State Farm Center this year? I hope it's where it has been for the last, how many, seven years? Okay. Behind the, kind of right behind Deion Thomas. Sure. And Illinois, thank you, uh, still allows uh, the riders to be courtside, one of the few arenas left. One of two in the Big Ten. It's great. You get to hear the coaches cuss and yell at the refs. Yeah, that was the biggest thing I always... It's the best part. I just couldn't believe what the coaches, and this was 20 years ago, 25 years who got away with what they could... Yeah, uh, it hasn't really changed. <laughs> That's crazy. That's why I'm not a ref, because it'd be T-City. <laughs> there'd, there'd be no one left to play or coach. <laughs> All right, hey, when does your live report start? 6.30. 6.30 with an 8 o'clock, always 90 minutes beforehand. Can't wait. First of 30-plus uh, games this season. Uh, should be a fun ride, right? Maybe. Okay. We'll talk to you next Monday, Scotty.